At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk. I'm Victoria Wickham, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In this episode, Housing Wire Digital Media Manager Alcina Lloyd joins Housing Wire Editor-in-Chief Sarah Wheeler to discuss the biggest topics that came out of the Housing Wire newsroom last week and the topics the Housing Wire editorial team will cover in the week ahead. In this episode, Lloyd and Wheeler discuss the newest iteration of President Joe Biden's proposed first-time homebuyer tax credit and what climbing mortgage rates could mean for the housing market going forward. But before we listen, here's a brief word on The Real Trending Podcast. The Real Trending Podcast is where your host, Tracy Vilt, managing editor of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts share their success, secrets, trends, and lessons learned navigating this ever-changing industry. To listen, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Housing Wire's Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. It's a segment of Housing Wire Daily. My name is Elson Lloyd, and I'm Housing Wire's Digital Media Manager. Today, I'm joined by Housing Wire's Editor in Chief, uh, Sarah Wheeler. Thank you for joining us today, Sarah. Sure, we've got lots of fun things to talk about. We really do. Um, so, listeners, thank you for joining us on Facebook Live. Uh, today, we'll be discussing some of the hottest topics that came across our news desk last week, as well as stories we're likely to cover this week. Um, Sarah, between mortgage rates climbing, the newest iteration of the first time home buyer tax credit, London's plans to go public at a value of $3.3 billion, and Calabria's uh, shrinking of the GSC's footprints, it's been a busy April. But what are some of the topics that caught your eye personally this month? Yes. So on Friday, we reported uh, on sort of the update for Biden's first time homebuyer tax credit. So it's something that he put in his platform and we've been reporting on it since August when it was really just, you know, a line item in his platform. And really the question was, would it even, you know, would he be even, you know, elected? Would it come through? And so um, last week, Maxine Waters introduced a bill. Well, um, she has a draft legislation. I think it actually goes live this week. But we reported on it last week. Our newest uh, senior mortgage reporter, Georgia, uh, got a scoop on it and was able to break the story that um, it's now a $25,000 first-time homebuyer grant, not really a tax credit, but there's some very different things about this. So this is a story that people have been very interested in. Our consumer readers, our industry readers, It's it's been a huge story every time we've tried to update it. So this is a pretty big deal, but it's not really a tax credit. So first of all, we, we wrote our first headline was like, Biden's, here it is, Biden's tax credit. And then the White House was like, um, not Biden's. Uh, that came from Congress, but clearly Maxine Waters um, you know, had the input of the Biden administration. This is definitely, you know, their baby, but it is not a tax credit. It is a grant. 
Um, so we've had a tax credit for first-time home buyers under Bush and Obama of, of lesser amounts, but that was truly a tax credit because you had to pay it out and then you got reimbursed. From the beginning, um, on Biden's proposal, this was something that would be cash at closing. So it's really down payment assistance in a way that the the tax buyer uh, the tax credit wasn't. And this follows that. So this is a grant that would be given, I think, to states, and they would um, it, it would come to that person at closing. So it's it's a it's really a down payment assistance, but it's very much more narrowly construed than the first time home buyer tax credit. So it's not just first time home buyers, it's first generation first time home buyers. So it's really targeting a population that didn't benefit from, you know, the the wealth building that comes from, you know, parents having had uh houses. So in in some ways this really uh talks exactly to the criticism that people had about the first time the home buyer tax credit which was you know, we already have huge demand. Why we don't need to worry about demand? So if you're just giving people fifteen thousand dollars more, you're just driving. You're going to drive the price up. And really, some of those people don't need any help. They might be doing great. They might have generational wealth. So this bill really targets people who they would be the first generation in their family to to buy a home. And if they're in a certain certain demographics, if their income falls in a certain level, they could get up to twenty five thousand dollars. It's a pretty big deal. Um, it is a very different thing than the first time homebuyer tax credit. It is the lit- latest iteration of that. We'll see if it has a chance of passing. We'll be following it very closely. That's probably the biggest story that we had last week out of a, out of a week where there was a lot of big stories because to see it actually come into a bill, you know, it's just been an idea. We've been talking about it. To see it come into a bill is pretty big. Yeah, I've heard uh, the uh, the credit being brought up in almost every conversation I'm having, whether we're discussing inventory or supply, home prices, all of that. I know people are, are very interested to see how that impacts the market in general, which brings me to my next question. Let's discuss this week's coverage. Uh, this morning in our meeting, we talked about a lot of things, including the shrinking of mortgage rates, inventory concerns, and including the Mortgage Bankers Association Summit. What do you think the newsroom is most likely to focus on this week? All of these topics are really interesting to our audience, but what are we most likely to discuss? Yeah, so um, we actually published a story last week on inventory, which was some good news, finally. So we had um, housing starts come in higher and really um, pretty optimistic on that front. It's been it's been terrible. We know we've been and we'll continue to report on the hot housing markets. And a lot of housing markets are hot just because there's no inventory. You know, there you have huge demand, low inventory. So you're going to have, you know, bidding wars, price wars. So so seeing some of that inventory come back online as far as uh, builders are concerned was really good news. But so inventory is something we, we are going to cover every single week. If we can, just like mortgage rates, because this is the bread and butter and this is what our audience needs every week to know. But we are really excited about the um, MBA's conference. And it's really a mega conference. They took their tech conference and their secondary conference. And a lot of, I think there's four different conferences really that are going to go on in that one this week. So we're divvying up what we're going to cover, doing interviews of some of the people. That, that's really going to be a lot of the coverage that we know is coming. Of course, news happens all the time and, and it's unpredictable. So that's certainly something. Um, we also this morning published um, a piece from Dave Stevens, who is a former NBA CEO, also FHA commissioner, um, about his, uh, you know, why is the industry not alarmed by some of the things that the FHFA is doing specifically? Mm-hmm. So I, I expect that we will be getting some feedback from that. We always do. Um, it's, a, it's a really interesting take. In addition, one of the really fun things last week, CNBC was 
uh, reported on the fact that there's a huge uh, search, Google search for um, housing crash 2021. Mm -hmm. We know this from our own search. We have seen this actually for the last couple of years. Last year was huge. Housing crash 2020 was one of the search terms that brought people to our site. And so, but but it has spiked over like 2,000% this year. And so uh, Logan Motoshami, who's our lead analyst, who has been talking about the bubble, a supposed housing bubble and the crash for, for years, but especially um, right now, is writing a piece I'm about to publish. And it's why there won't be a housing crash in 2021 and why people think there is. And I think that's a really important story because, you know, so many of our, our audience, um, their lenders, their agents, and their buyers are, are wondering this. That The reason it's, it's spiked on Google is people are really worried and people keep seeing headlines that make them worried because uh, prices are going up and there's this huge appraisal gap. And so people are, are worried. And so I feel like that's a great piece that people can share. They can get educated themselves, but they might already know, but their consumers don't know. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be a great piece for people to share out. And we're going to publish that right after this, um, why there won't be a housing crash in 2021, which I think is really important for people to know. And Logan's the expert on this. He's been tracking this data for 20 years. He, he's not going to come up short. So yeah, I think that's especially interesting as we uh, recently published a piece on mortgage rates that insinuated as mortgage rates continue to rise. That's a sign that the housing market itself is being rejuvenated, which ties into Logan's piece of whether or not we are going to see a housing crash. Um, it's easy to see if the economy is doing better and more people be buying homes. But it goes back to that question, do we have enough inventory to support this demand? So I'm definitely going to be reading that piece. It sounds super interesting already. Yeah. It's so it's so funny because we just have this huge strong demographics. I have people in my family. I'm sure you have people in your family who are like, "Should I be buying a house right now? What's going on?" You know, they're they're asking us, even though I'm like, I'm not a housing expert, but I but I do read a lot of news and we report a lot on it. And I'm like, you know, if you look at the demographics for the next four years, and this is from Logan's research, you're just going to have huge demand. And you have underlying conditions that are completely different than what you see in a housing crash. So yes, you have prices rising. Yes, there are some things happening in the market, but it's not a housing crash as we would as we would say. And I and I feel like the demand is going to be. It's only a crash if those prices go way down. Well, if yeah. you have years of demand coming, um, premium demand, then those prices aren't going to go down at least for the foreseeable future. So. It, it's an interesting time. It's it's very um, it's an exciting time to be a journalist. Uh, we have so much so many things happening in Washington every single day. That Washington beat something new happens. We're we're primed for the CFPB to announce some stuff this week. So um, you know people need to stay tuned. Definitely. So listeners, I want to say thank you for tuning in to our another live recording of Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. Like Sarah mentioned, we have so much uh, new topics coming in, so many new stories coming in that you won't want to miss. Um, until next Monday, make sure to head over to Housing Wire Daily, the podcast that's available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more, usually wherever you get your podcasts, to hear all this insightful information. I want to thank you, Sarah, for joining us again today on Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. Ah, it was my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing Housing Wire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Alcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. 
don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll catch everyone back here again tomorrow.